0: the current thing with me and Nick dixon where we talk about politics the culture war and anything else that comes up and today we have another, another awesome guest my old friend from comedy mr alistair williams how you doing mate i
1: am doing excellently thank you pleased to be here
0: thanks for doing the show um i've got so much to ask you because i haven't seen you for a while i saw you at one gig right. in reigate that you now you now run a gig in Rygate, don't you
1: i do yeah Rygate comedy club tickets available online
0: Guys, if you're cancelled
1: from everything, just start your own comedy club. That's that's the answer, isn't it?
0: That's basically was that your thinking?
1: That was my thinking. It was like, well, they can't cancel me from my own comedy club, so let me just open up my own comedy club where I live, basically. So it'd be funny if they still did. Like the pub just (laughs) shut down. (laughs) You know what you say? That the first couple of gigs, like there was like like walkouts from the audience, which I've never seen before. Like lightning did keep striking, like the comedy club at the beginning. So I was like, wait a minute. But uh, it's settled down now, we're back.
0: That old, what is it, harp, the weather systems. They got oh, the weather, yeah. weather systems trained on you. Don't give me time. don't give me time. Yeah, <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't mention that with you. Um, do you mind a slightly, a slightly trigonometry-esque question because I haven't spoken to you and because the, the audience might not know anything about you. Do you mind just recapping? You were basically a sort of mainstream type comedian with a big agent, and then yeah. you kind of got, went down a different path. How did that start? I mean, because we were, we were there doing comedy. Yeah. Life was relatively normal. And suddenly for you, you went down a different path. How did that begin?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't be manipulated. I wouldn't, you know, change my way of thinking. I was always being asked to change the way I'm thinking about this, change the way you're thinking about feminism, change the way you're thinking about, you know, c- can't you do some material about how white people are racist? And I was like, listen, I'd love to, but unfortunately that's racist, right? So, you know, I was constantly being, um, trying to be manipulated and I wouldn't be manipulated. And when that, w- when that was clear, that I wouldn't be manipulated by the industry. It was kind of like, okay, well, you're never going to be on the TV and we're going to gaslight you and you know what I mean? And then you just sort of get spat out by the system if you won't go along with it. Um, And then I did uh, the Brexit Burger King joke on my own, sort of recorded it myself, made it go viral myself. Um, And then all the other comedy clubs joined in with like, okay, we're not going to book him anymore. Um, Then I got the YouTube channel removed. So it was kind of like, you know, so it's like, well, why don't you just do it by yourself? You know, if you don't be on TV, it's like, okay, I'll do it by myself. And it's like, okay, now we're going to stop you from being on YouTube. Then we're going to stop you from ever. They don't, basically, don't let me near the microphone anymore in case I film it myself and put it on the internet, you know? So long story short, yeah, that, that's what I, I, I would say I'm one of the, if not, I'm not the most, most censored comedian in the world. I think that could be Owen Benjamin, but I would say I was number two.
0: Yeah, because we had Andrew Lawrence on, I said he was the most cancelled comedian in Britain, but you might be the most, most cancelled. We might have to change that. He's still got his YouTube channel. Yes, that's true. You're right. He pales in comparison to
1: you, in fact. (laughs) Um, It was a similar story between us two, you know, the things that he got. I didn't know that he got cancelled for, you know, saying like, you know, inverted commas, right wing stuff. You know, I didn't know that that was what went on with him. I didn't know his story.
0: He was cancelled twice, yeah, once for making yeah. a post in 2014 and then again for a joke about the euro. So double, double cancellation for Andrew, but it's close, man. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I only speak to the most cancelled comedians and the most, most cancelled, cancelled, cancelled comedians like you. Um, Strategy.
1: You, uh, one you, thing I would say, the interesting thing about me, is there's actually there's no outrage around my cancellation. Like you, you can't identify a group of people that are annoyed by something I said or I didn't have a joke that everyone got offended by. Like Even with Andrew, you could say, like, well, his joke about the Euros, you know, people felt that it was racist or whatever. You don't even have that with me. Like the Brexit working joke, there's no group of people being like, we're upset. You know, everyone loved that joke, whatever side of defense you were on. So it, it's, uh, it's a unique position to be in that it's canceled with, you know, no outrage, essentially.
0: What was, what was the deal with that joke? It was just a joke about Brexit, what
1: was the big deal with it? I didn't. I don't understand. I think I pissed off so, but what I was basically saying, "Is your your vote doesn't count?" The joke was like, "Hey, we voted to leave. We're still in here two years later. You know, they're taking the piss out of you." And it became very popular. And I, I, that was the the butt the of the joke was like, you, "You you know, your vote doesn't count. The system is a joke." You know, and that became really popular. And I think I, I think I probably pissed some I, think I probably pissed some people off with that. But they were sort of cancelling me secretly, silently before that. They were sort of reducing my work down. Like I said, with the gaslighting and all that kind of stuff, so they'd already targeted me for deletion, and that was me almost like saying, "Listen, sort of piss off, like leave me alone." Like, you know what I mean? Like I can do this. I can do this if I want. I can film it myself, and I can do it myself if I want. And then it was like, right now, we need to. We need to, He needs to have less access. You know what I mean? We can't let him in comedy clubs anymore because he might get a good recording. So now I'm in like the. Now I have to like drive to Leicester and do a gig or you know what I mean? Like you won't find me in, and none of the comedy clubs by the way will say that they've banned me or they've canceled me. If you phone the comedy clubs, they'll be like, oh, well, no problem with him whatsoever, but you can never find me in there. <laughs> you know, they don't say like, oh yeah, we had to get rid of Alistair Williams because of blah, blah, blah. But, and you know, maybe it is some ad, admin error or something, you know what I mean? But you can't find me. I was, You can't find me at Top Secret anymore. You can't find me at the Comedy Store anymore. You can't find me at Glee anymore, like, you know? Wow, you know, like,
0: not even Top Secret, because that's a great club. And, and, and Mark, the owner, is kind of like pretty chill. So
1: even I yeah. think you... To be fair, he's actually said, oh, yeah, we need to get you, get you back in, you know? So Top Secret's the one where I hold out some hope that it might just be like, okay, maybe I fell through the cracks, or whatever, and maybe I'll be back there. And I'm very hopeful to be back there. But people are always surprised. They're like, what, the Top Secret? And I'm like, well, listen, I've never been banned. No one's ever told me you're not welcome there, but I can't get, I can't get back in there. It's not because I don't right. want to be in there. You know what I mean? So the, yeah, the others are
0: probably cancellations because the comedy industry is so weird. But that one could yes. just be admin. <laughs> yes. I hope. Yeah, that generally could. We both know that it could be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I've gone even further. I don't even try to play comedy gigs, but that's a whole other story. We don't talk Why about you me. Play? You should. Yeah, I I hate the industry probably even more than you, Alistair, But um, if that's possible, it'll be close. Um, it's close, it, it. I literally quit. You're still appearing on stages. What kind of pussy? I, I won't I mean, even appear. I won't even do it. Cause I'm like, uh-huh. I don't want to grace these pigs with my genius. But um, yeah, I mean, that's not really the reason, but um, when you say they, so you were with, cause people want to know what, who do you mean? Like they, you know, you were with an agency. And what, one thing that's quite not, interesting about the agency. The agent. It's not like there's oh.
1: this one agent, that's evil, right. blah, blah, blah. It's the whole thing. It's not like there's one agent that's like this. They're all the same. You know what I mean? It's not like there's one problem agent in comedy. They're all the same. It's a reason why you won't find me at most of the clubs because they're all the same. It's not like one agent or one organization. It's a group thing that is in comedy, and no one in comedy can deny that, you know? It's Absolutely. Like, I had, like, other comedians following me home after Brexit Burger King telling me I'd gone crazy. Like, literally <laughs> following me home, like, telling me, oh, you've gone crazy, man. Don't you see? Like, you're... you're ruining everything. What are you doing? It's like, go away, you weirdos. So it's not like one organization. It's, it's, the, it's the whole thing is, is rotten, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It, it, the whole thing is like that. And we talked about it on the Andrew Lawrence podcast. And I think, I think that's very, very clear. The only reason I mentioned your agent is you were kind of, they were kind of known for being sort of woke. And, and they didn't really have any straight white men. And you were like the only one that they signed. And mm. uh, they're actually known. One comedian described them as the Maker Niche Foundation. Because they're always looking for the next niche.
1: <laughs> well, listen, they're they're good at what they do, right? So they want to get you on TV. But someone like me, but you can't put me on the television. So they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to uh, change me into what they can sell, what works, right? So it's not like they're you know they're in on it and they're out to get me or whatever. You know, they're just trying to do what's best for their business, and so they know what's, they know about getting comedians on the television, right? They're good at it. They're good about blowing people up, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not surprised they didn't want to work with me because I don't want to be on the television. I want to tell people the truth, you know? And there's those two things, they're not the same thing. You know what I mean? So it, I don't even blame, like, the, the comedy industry. But, but um, it is – that is kind of, in my opinion, the way everything is controlled. It's like, well, if you want to get on TV, we need you to be like this. You know what I mean? and it's and everything with comedy is you want to be on the tv even if you just want to perform comedy it's like without some tv credits you can't even perform comedy because people are like i'm looking for an act with some credits you know what i mean like if you don't, they don't let you on tv you can barely even do live comedy because unless you unless you're on tv people don't think you're any good despite the fact that most regular people are like why does the comedy on tv suck so much these days you know like yeah. it's some yardstick for being good
0: Well, I gave up on the idea of being on TV and ended up on TV. But of course, GB, the hated toxic channels is quite a bit different. By skewing everything or skewing and just saying what I wanted, it's like Andrew's like, hey, come on this. I'm like, okay. So that's another way. But that's, you know, it's a very different world because that's the hated GB. And just doing that, comedians will get in trouble, will get attacked by everyone. We, we've been attacked so much by you know when we launched headliners it'd already been out but then we just launched the publicity it got so attacked by everyone in the comedy world i'd ever, already muted everyone by then just the poster of it even though it had like lefty established comedians like ian stone the most sort of established yeah. circuit comic he was just on the put and then so everyone got attacked in it and um just just for the poster itself and, it was, and just being on there, you know, people, lots of people won't do it. People say, oh, I would do it. My agent won't let me or I can't do it. And it, it's so ridiculous about it. So so it's kind of like one, it's like a halfway house of cancellation, I guess. It's not just going full on streamer in your room, but it's kind of like some, but also very toxic to the comedy world.
1: Okay, that's weird. I didn't yeah. know it was that hated. There's, there's certain agents, if you're with Avalon, you can't yeah. even do GB, as I understand. Right, it. Right, they, right, right. That's this is like... sort of what i'm saying isn't it it's like it's not like one agent or it's not like this company or that company it's like all the agents are the same they're all in the same group think so you know what i mean yeah. it's not like avalon are out to get nick or you know uh, my old agent were out to get me they're just they're in the same mindset
0: yeah absolutely so that's that's the comedy world and um so you're pretty cancelled now so you do certain clubs you do your own club. And you, you, you just told me just before the, uh, we started that you are doing more comedy now,
1: though. I'm doing more, yeah. I'm doing more. I'm doing... Uh, there's, um, there's certain promoters that, <laughs> that use me because, because, you know, I'm good, to be honest with you. Right. I, there's no other way to say it. You know, I shouldn't be cancelled. And there's no outrage. Like I said before, there's no outrage around me. I shouldn't be cancelled. Like, no one can even tell me why I am cancelled. No one can even, you know, voice what I've done that deserves it. You know, it's like... Um, but I happen to think that um, there, there's no reason. There's no reason for me to be cancelled. And like I told you before, they were just sort of silently reducing my work little by little. You know, they were trying to sort of slide me out the back door. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to do like, you know, Brexit Burger King. It was like, listen, you know, I don't want you're not sliding me out the back door. You know, I'm going to go down. I'm going to at least go down swinging. You know. So, but again, even with Brexit Burger King, there's no actual reason for them to cancel me other than, you know, it was. Not on the narrative, and it was popular, basically
0: yeah, I remember just writing a a, a very moderate article that mentioned Jordan Peterson like and was a, an Edinburgh promoter dropped me immediately. It was just like. That was the sort of start of it. But then when lockdowns hit, I just started writing for Spikes. So I was like, I'm just going to say what I want. And I just went further and further. I was like, There is a liberation giving up all that. Then there's so much you can do. You yeah. know, you, you, money might not be as good, but you, you're liberated from, the, from that. You can't live in that comedy world if you have any integrity or if you any honesty, unless you just happen to believe all the mad stuff and
1: you're just insane. You know, I awesome. agree. But, but it's not just comedy anymore. You know, medicine is another example. You know, there's so many science. There's so many fields now where if you want to just go with what you feel is true, you know, you're going to lose a career. You know, it's not just comedy. It's everything. It's music. It's everything. Like, they all have the same politics. Like, Gareth Southgate, England manager, for example, when he did his video about, hey, everyone, go and get vaccinated. I'm the England manager. You should get vaccinated. you honestly telling me if Gareth Southgate did, an, did a video where he was like, hey, guys, watch out for the COVID vaccine because, you know, it's only been given an emergency youth authorization, and I'm worried that some people might be getting ill from it. You think he'd still be the England manager? You know, like you're not allowed to have uh, the opposite opinion to that. You know, and it's and it's in so many different industries now where it's like you must think like this, otherwise you can't be the you can't be the famous guy. You can't be the guy on TV, etc.
0: Yeah, you can't even be in the RAF because they don't want useless white males. That's a quote from the RAF. So yeah, and you can't have the wrong thing in any industry. You're right. And when you when you mentioned Gareth Southgate and the vaccine, I suddenly thought if we're going to put this on YouTube, we're, we're going to be in trouble as well. Because I, they may have eased
1: up a little bit, but it's like they're I think mad that's on okay. I didn't give an opinion. I just said, you know, if he had the opposite opinion, he wouldn't be the England manager, which I think everyone knows is true. Um, Some of
0: our episodes we haven't even put up on YouTube. What what got you banned from YouTube? Say it in a way that won't get us banned again. <laughs> yeah, no
1: of course. Um, reading the Bible is what I got my third strike for. Because when once they had me on two strikes, and they never tell you what the strikes are for. By the way, they, you know. One of them was like cyber harassment something. You know, it's like, okay. They don't tell you who you're cyber harassing. It's nonsense. But at the end, I was on two strikes. I would just read the Bible every Sunday. Like sort of like, you know, your move. You want to give me the third yeah. strike-a-roonie? Well, the they Bible? are banning
0: the Bible now. In Utah, they just uh, banned the Bible in, in a district in Utah uh, because they're hitting back at like, the, the the normal people say, well, we don't want books that are sexualize for young children, and they say, okay, well, your Bible's got sexual imagery or something, we're, or, or you know, dark, whatever. We're taking, we're banning that. So that happened in Utah. That was a story we covered. So Christianity is on a collision course with wokeness. There's no way around that. They, they want to ban Christianity.
1: Yes. Well, when people, people always talk about wokeness like it's the enemy, but like there's no, you know, there's no headquarters for wokeness, is it? Like you, have, <laughs> you really think it's like. A, woke that is the enemy i mean there is a there are and they are coming for christianity but it's it's the enemy of christianity in my opinion that that is uh orchestrating this you know oh yeah so you're saying it's satan yes he likes to disguise himself as woke or whatever you know but i mean uh, look at how much of the the woke agenda is anti-god you know look how much of it is Anti-family, look how much of it is. Down to a basic, like, it's anti, like, you're a man you're a woman. You know, that's from the Bible. God made them male and female. All of a sudden, you know, if you're woke, that's not the case at all. Like, you know, so much of this stuff is um, biblical, but people in our society kind of stop reading the Bible so they don't realize how much of this stuff, it's it's anti-the Bible, it's it's not woke. It's anti-the Bible, like most of it. Like, and the attacks on the family, is ultimately what most of this stuff is about. If they can uh, destroy the family unit, you can really sort of uh, destroy the, the fabric of our society. You know.
0: Yeah. So I'm definitely going to get onto that. But just to, so just to recap, though, you were you came out of the sort of mainstream comedy world. You went onto YouTube, and you immediately did like really well. You had like a really decent following. Yeah. As I remember. But that's when, to me, you were always going to be cancelled by the comedy world, because then you, were, you had an England flag, as I recall. Oh, you were yeah. just saying, telling, speaking your mind. You went in hard, Alistair. I mean, you didn't, it, you know, it wasn't subtle. It was like, here's what I think, like, England flag, boom. It was just, you know,
1: it, Oh yeah. It, it, it the wasn't. funny thing was, the, the biggest attacks I've had on my YouTube channel were from the, from the right-wing people. You know, they were really upset that I wasn't talking about how white people were being replaced, or this or that you know, and they were really, really mad at me. It was like, you're not being racist enough. It's like, you know, but I just wasn't interested in, in talking about stuff like that. It's like, I don't deny that stuff like that is happening. If you look at like the clergy plan or whatever it's called about, you know, replacement migration, you know, stuff like that is happening, but it's, it's not a big deal. And the, the fact that there's not a war on Western civilization, okay, there's not a war on white people. There's a war on Christian civilization, we often talk about Western civilization as if we have a shared selection of Western ideals, or it's some bunch of Western ideals or ideas that made these countries great. It's Christianity that, that made the West, inverted commas, great. It's following the uh, principles of Christianity that has produced all this uh, prosperity in our, in our countries. You know, it's got nothing to do with whiteness. You know, we're not, England isn't a great country, because it's white. It's a great country because it follows the, the principles of Christianity. And we used to, you know, if you look at land of hope and glory, it's like God who made me mighty, make me mightier yet. You know, we used to sing about God and how God made this country great. God used to be the center of this country. You know, we used to have a morality that was from the Bible. We used to read the Bible and we used to listen to what Jesus said and we used to do it. And now we've thrown all that in the bin. We've thrown the name of Jesus in the bin and we wonder why, you know, we're being invaded by migrants from across the channel. and There's crime and there's corruption and there's all this stuff that the Bible says will come. If you, if the, the space in which, in which God used to be in, in comes the enemy when you get rid of that stuff. And, and that's the problem that we're having in this nation. It's that we don't think we've abandoned God and all his teachings and all his principles, and we, we want to talk about a political way out of it. But there's, I don't see that there's a political way out of it. You I mean, you tell me which one of these political parties isn't corrupt. You tell me which one of them, you know, during the whole lockdown, vaccination thing, you tell me who, who I could vote for that was anti-lockdown, anti-mask, anti- you know, uh, the idea that people's bodies are their own choices and they don't have to take anything they don't want to. There was no political solution to, to this whole thing. You know, I, honestly, I think it's a, it's a spiritual problem that we're having. It's not a political one. It's, it's, you know, there's, you can't chin-scratch your way out of this, you know what I mean, and really get to the grips of the problem. Otherwise, people would have done it already. It's, it's smart people in this country. You no, know, I don't think it's intelligence. I think I think it is turning our back on, you know, everything that made this country great.
0: All right, awesome. By the way, sorry to sound like Joe Rogan, but do you mind keeping the mic sort of sorry. in a similar place? No, you? Because, yeah, sorry. my producer's going to kill me. But um, right. there's one part where it's really good and then the other part's where it's not when you get on you. But it's, right. but it's great rant. I mean, not just a rap, but it's an important point. I mean, we had Jamie Franklin on. He said something very similar because he's a, a vicar, so not necessarily surprising. Right. But um, he was saying, yeah, you're not, Nick, there's, you can't, put your faith in in politics ultimately it has to be in in jesus and in christianity so here this very similar answer to you so i use wokeness of course as a a placeholder or a shorthand that people understand But you're basically saying a question i ask people a lot on this podcast is how we win the culture war if they even accept the framing of the question so to you you don't even you wouldn't even would you even see it as a culture war or you see it as a, a spiritual war basically
1: it's good versus evil is what it is you know, the stuff that happened over the, over the years of the pandemic, you can't explain away from, from culture. You know, like um, a son can't comfort his mom at their dad's funeral because of the science, or, you know, like really evil stuff you would see going on. And you saw people going along with it. You know, you, you can't explain that. That's not caused by a virus. You know, the amount of fear that, that was on the population. You know, the Bible says that fear never comes from God. Fear and confusion never come from God. You know, and during this period, people were scared and, and they were confused. You know, like, without, without the basic frameworks that we used to have, without, we're, looking, we're looking to create our own morality, and things have never been worse, down to the point where we take an eight-year-old boy and we say, we need to chop him up, turn him into a girl, give him some... You know, the same chemicals we give to sex offenders, you know. We're, we're, but who's to say we're wrong because we're making up our own morality? It's like this guy says that this is love. You know, and the Bible also says as we come to the, the final days, good will be thought of as evil and evil will be thought of as good. Now, you can see this, you can see this everywhere in our society. I'll take a news story, for example. A lady who had an abortion at like uh, 30-something. How, how 32, late was it? To
0: 32 to 34 weeks.
1: Right. And how is this framed in the news? It's, all- it's
0: framed as, oh, I can't believe she went to jail. Exactly. Feminism. Exactly. I was going to say, man, that was exactly the one I was about to mention. On GB News, which I'm told is this conservative uh, channel, mm. we had a presenter saying that this is terrible and she should be able to do that and yeah. even up to full term. I'm like, it's called murder. Yeah. The, the baby can live at that age. Mm. But many babies do. This is murder. But their position is now women should be able to murder children. And it's like, if, like you say, if you don't have any moral framework, why not?
1: Exactly. It's the original sin problem. We're deciding for ourselves what is good. We have knowledge of good and evil, right, Nick? De- we as men, and the- we're deciding what's good, what's good and evil. And guess what we're picking? We're picking some really evil stuff. You know, we used to have God there. And we used to listen to God. We used to read the Bible. And we to- that's how we used to figure out what was right or wrong. You know, but people forget where we came from. They forget that before the Ten Commandments, people didn't know that it was bad to kill someone or, you know, that it was bad to cover what your neighbour had. We, we we think that we created this great society and these great morals. We think that we just came up with it all because we're so clever and wise. You know, we don't realise we don't realise, you know, what we're missing. But something I always tell people is like five hundred years ago, everyone in this country believed in God. Everyone. You know, if you didn't believe in God, you'd be the weirder. Now almost no one does. You know, and, and it's a state and no one out, who out there is saying this is the reason. How many people on TV are saying, hang on, how about this? How about this belief in God that we've held for thousands of years that we've just thrown away in like one or two generations? Is anyone saying maybe that's where it went wrong? No, they're not even saying it. Uh, you know what I mean? couple of people, maybe.
0: I'm saying it, but on GB where it maybe doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, I say exactly the same as you. I mean. When I I say sometimes I grew up in a country that doesn't exist anymore, it's called England, Mm. and it was a Christian country, and I talk about it quite a lot. I talked talked to Jamie Franklin about it, and he's obviously a vicar, and and I said to him, he was very sort of down on cultural Christianity because he's a vicar, and he says, this is not really sufficient. But I said, but wasn't it at least good, Jamie, that when I grew up, we all said the Lord's Prayer every day in school, several Mm. times usually. We all sang hymns. It was absolutely understood it was a Christian country, and it was just the furniture. Now, maybe the problem with that is we took it for granted. But it was still a strongly Christian culture, and we didn't think twice about it. But now it's been destroyed, even in our lifetimes.
1: Yeah, very quickly. So quickly, but people that been destroyed so quickly, but people don't even realize what they're missing. They don't even realize what's gone. And Peter
0: Hitchens, The Rage Against God, is very good on that. He shows the decline of Christianity, and it's incredible how Christian, especially because he's he's older when he was a younger, it was so Christian, like the BBC was overtly right. Christian and stuff like that. And in a way, it's hard to imagine now because we've s- replaced it with this new religion of whatever you want to call it, the, f- the weird rainbow flag religion. I don't know what you would call it. I'll you tell would you exactly
1: what I'd call it. What I would call it, uh, would call it is, is you're worshipping yourself, you know, which again, it's down to original sin. It's like whatever you want to be, your, your celebration of you, be proud of who you are, you know, it's all about the self. Do as thou wilt. It's a, you know so, uh
0: alistair
1: crowley satanism yes but people don't see it today what that wilt
0: shall be the whole of the law
1: there you go but, but yeah. i see this everywhere i see this everywhere in our society it, and it's and it's satan always described uh disguises himself as an angel of light so you know you notice know, the things we're talking about it's always like it's always loving isn't it this poor eight-year-old is trapped in the wrong body and we're here to save them you know love is love oh, yeah love is love you you know whatever whatever you know, sexual depravity. You're into. You should go for it. Dress up like a gimp. Walk down the high street. Twerk in front of an eight-year-old. Please, it's so good for you and the eight-year-olds. You know, and and people buy into it. We're, but lovers of self rather than lovers of God is how I, I see the world now. That's what the Bible says. The end times, people will be lovers of self rather than lovers of God. You know, we walk around taking selfies. It's like so. So for people that read the Bible, have a knowledge of it. The 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 amount of similarities between the time we're in now and the time that the Bible says will be towards the very end. You know, things, according to the Bible, things get really bad towards the end as part of God's plan in order to wake people up that it's God you're missing. You know, and that is why I believe, you know, if you look at, like, during the pandemic, things got really bad really quick. All of a sudden, this world was a horrible place to live, and you saw that most people were just happy to just go along with it. You know, very few people were, like, willing to say, hey, should we be doing this or should we be doing that? You know, people just they just went along with it. Most people, they don't want to think that maybe their government isn't out, doesn't love them so much and isn't out to save them. You know, but you're a Christian too. I mean, who does the, who does the Bible say rules the world?
0: Well, it's Satan, isn't it?
1: Right. Yeah. So is it really such a conspiracy theory for me to tell people that, you know, perhaps the super powerful people in the world, seem to have sold out that they're really working for that guy if every question should be like yeah okay i can see why you would think that what the bible says
0: yeah i suppose the only disagreement might be over whether how much of a a metaphor is or, or not but yeah i mean it's so funny you say about the covid time we just did a story on on gb the other night and it was the i think it was last night and it was the COVID uh, inquiry and one of the lawyers had said, well, you've got to understand this was a time akin to war. So we all did stuff that wasn't ideal. I'm like, did that work for the Nazis, that excuse? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you've just, you shopped yourself there. You basically said you were doing war crimes. Like, this is what I think.
1: So yeah. Um but, but the amount of illegal stuff that went on, like for example, if you are a care worker or whatever, it's like, you have to take this vaccination or you could get fired. Does do you, anyone think that that's legal? That to have a medical procedure or you lose your job, is there anyone out there anywhere in the world that can tell me that that is has any legality in it you know this is a medical procedure they're forcing people to take an experimental one you know it's it's that's it's outrageous what what they've done and no one yet has been held account for it and perhaps they never will but many many people many many people are now awake to like wait a second you know the the system isn't as friendly as i thought it was because of the last few years
0: yeah and is that what i mean you were already sort of slightly red-pilled before covid i'm sort of i want to ask two questions i want to ask when you became christian and also when you sort of went sort of red know which one i don't know which one you answer because you could kind of Fine. brought up both there
1: good, good question um i did this show called food where i was talking to people about Hello. how what they should eat right and i noticed that basically the point of the show was all the food you should eat is like food like you know like apples oranges, chicken, beef, fish, whatever it is, if it's food that man, didn't, that man did not make, food that's just lying around, is really good for you. And all the food that man did make, processed food, makes you sick, makes you fat, makes you ill. And I realized that, wow, it's almost like there's some intelligent design to this planet where all the food that we didn't make, like we think we're so clever, like name me a food that we made that's healthier than an apple. You know, you can't, it's impossible. And it's the first place I saw God was in the incredible design of all the food that's just lying around, like how incredible um, milk is, like, you know, the, um, how it, uh, the milk that moms give babies changes constantly to give them the perfect nutrition that they need. And if you're asking me to, to live in, a, in an atheist world, you're asking me to believe that there's no design to this? This is all random? This world is the most incredible creation you have ever seen. And you want me to believe that, that there's no creator to, to this world, that, that everything was created at random? The joke I tell people is like, do you think this world was created at random, okay? Start, build something randomly. Start throwing bricks over your shoulder and let me know when you wake up in the Taj Mahal, you know? You do things randomly. You don't build amazing stuff, you build chaos. And this world works so incredibly that, you know, I saw God there, but it wasn't like, um God funny that it was an
0: apple because that's actually the thing that Eve ate. It was funny that, <laughs> that Eve, yeah, an yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really. I think that was, uh, I think that was God, uh, sending me a signal too. The fact that the first place I saw him was in an apple, but another story. Um, but then it was more just being, uh, trying to do the right thing. It cost me everything, it cost me like, you know, my career. I only cared about being a famous comedian, I just wanted to do comedy, and it was like. If you want to do the right thing though, you, you can't be a comedian. And I chose doing the right thing because I could see how damaging all this stuff was to society. You know, like I could see how damaging feminism was to women. I could see how damaging you know, feminism was to men. I could see how damaging it was to families. You know, and I wouldn't go along with it. You know, I, just, I wanted to say what was true. And I wanted to stick to what was true. And in focusing on what was true, I was led to Jesus. And I was led to Jesus because they ruined my life. They ruined my life on purpose for doing the right thing. And I went to the Bible looking for an answer. And I'll never forget this. Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. And I remember thinking, yeah, the world hates me. But you know, I realized that, that was what he said was so true. Like Jesus just went around healing people and telling us to love each other. And they nailed him to a cross. They tortured him to death. You know, so If the world hates you, remember, that the world hated Jesus, you know? So maybe you're – I left that feeling like I was on the same path as Jesus, you know? And and then I started reading more of the Bible. And most people, they disregard Christianity and Jesus and the Bible, but they they can't tell you what Jesus said. Like people who don't believe in Jesus, I'm like, okay, tell me the stupidest thing he said. You know? So what's the biggest lie you feel like Jesus told? They don't know what he said. I I started approaching the Bible. I was like, I'm going to find – I'm going to find a lie that Jesus told. And every single word out of this guy's mouth is just so true. Every single word he said was true. And it was so much more intelligent than anything I'd heard anyone say before. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy is who he said he is. This guy's the son of God. I mean, he saved me. Just with that one sentence, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. I left that session of the Bible feeling great. I went in there feeling like the world hates me. And I left there feeling like Jesus is my best friend. You know, instantly, I'm cured. I'm full of joy that I've been canceled. The Bible says to rejoice if the world hates you. Don't conform to the world. Rejoice if the world hates you. Because the Bible says the world's evil. Now, the world hates me. But, you know, it's, in my opinion now, that's because I'm one of God's children and I'm called by him to do his work. So, of course, the world's going to hate me. So, I literally do rejoice in the fact that, you know, that I'm canceled and that the world hates me. You know? It's wow. and,
0: yeah we spoke about that on the Winston Marshall episode so sometimes Alistair, I think of this podcast as an evolving conversation but the the yeah. the, the phrase is too pretentious for me because I'm from the north and so I, <laughs> I really struggle but um, go for it? we talked about it on the Winston one because we I was saying it, for me I felt a bit ridiculous making the comparison but you Jesus is always there as the example because when I was cancelled to whatever extent I piled on let's say the whole comedy industry piling on me you know for 3 days I couldn't eat and sleep or something like was it particularly vicious and um and then you go, well, this is a ridiculous trifle compared to Jesus being the ultimate perfect person, treated in the most unjust possible way, with the most possible suffering, mm, the mo- uh, and then and then forgives them as well, which is like which is why you know so. And when Sir Marshall agreed, he goes, no, that's the point of Jesus. You know, that's one point, you know, not the point, but he is the example for that reason. So I absolutely agree with you. And and I've obviously gone away from the comedy industry, and the same path as you, maybe in a slightly less well, I mean, I've, I'm actually doing f- fewer gigs than you, but I've maybe I was going to say a slightly less aggressive way, but I'm, whoever, we, we've brought on the same broad path. Yeah, we but, have, um, yeah. You said so many interesting things. Another episode, with, with the one with Jamie Franklin, I said to Jamie, H- why is it that we have things like delayed gratification? Why Why isn't the world? I was saying this, is because I, of course, believe in design as well. I'm saying, fine. how could you have a world? You could have had a world where you could just eat ice cream endlessly and you're fine, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, but we don't. And And he said, and I said this must show some sort of design it's so it's just too perfect it's like the challenge you know you do this and you're rewarded because it's hard in the short short term and blah blah yeah. but then he said of course evolution the evolution people can always sort of say or, you know whatever you want to call it the, the 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 just so evolutionary argument he called it you could say mm. something like well we were incentivized to get towards sugar to survive, which would have just been a bit of fruit, but it's our modern technology that means we go too far on that. So you can always make an argument that, like, oh, it was evolution. But I just think that I'm like you, I think the design is too perfect to be. I think it's ludicrous to say it's an accident, It's ludicrous. like
1: Um, do you know there's 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 literally the idea behind science, right, is something that you can you can repeat and observe. That's the whole point of science. Okay, there isn't one scientific example. That they can show you of evolution. If you ask a scientist, I want you to show me one example of a species changing kind. For example, show me a fish that became a cat. Or show me a bird that became, I don't know, an elephant, right? They can't show you this at all. They cannot show you. They could show you, like, this fish became a slightly different type of fish, like, you know what I mean? Which is part of God's design. But they cannot show you one thing becoming another. And What I tell people about evolution is, um, the Bible says by their fruits you will know them, right? So as a man, you've got two choices. You can either believe in God, or you can believe in nothing, right? And what does that do for you? Like as a Christian, I believe that I was made in the image of God. So I carry myself as though God is within me and I'm made in the image of God. If you believe evolution, you believe that you you were a tadpole that changed, right? What does that do for you? You might as well, do what, what thou wilt. If there's no structure to the universe, and you're just a tadpole that became a chicken and then became a monkey and then became you, why live a good life? Why be a righteous man? Why make the right decisions? Well, how do you scientifically explain to me your conscience? You know how you get this little voice in your head that says, "I shouldn't do that. That's bad." Or if you do something evil, you'll, you'll feel guilt and feel shame. You know? Explain to me the conscience scientifically. It's not possible. But we all, ex- we all know what I'm talking about. People will be listening to this thinking, oh yeah, you know, I do have a little voice in my head that says, you know, I shouldn't do that. And if you do evil things, you will, <laughs> the wages of sin is death. If you murder someone, you will, it will ruin your life. Even if you never get away with it, you'll be changed forever. You know, you, sin, it changes you. It changes And likewise, doing the right thing, we all know if you do something good, you feel good. You do something evil you feel bad you know there's no scientific reason for that you can't science can't explain the evil the same way it can't explain good
0: yeah well i believe obviously the conscience comes from god and i agree with everything you've just said there we can't escape feeling guilty or, or shame and good if we do something good though perhaps the i haven't read him but perhaps he'd say something like you know shame is there because the, those actions would damage the tribe and your survival because you would put, you know, the relationships in jeopardy or something like that if you cheated or something like that and therefore you feel good, you know, it, perhaps there's some sort of, that's the just-so-evolutionary argument again,
1: I guess. You know? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, that's the luck with that.
0: Yeah. with that. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I have read it. I was going to say to you as well, um, in terms of evolution, they say that dinosaurs um, evolved into birds, but I know you don't believe in dinosaurs, so that's not going to work on you. Do.
1: <laughs> I don't believe, It's not like I don't believe in dinosaurs, it's just the way they push them on kids, you know, the way it's like, there's so many different ones, and they, the way they know they keep so changing much about it. them. <laughs> the way they keep like, changing the names and what they look like, and then they
0: had feathers, and then they didn't, then they were small, then they were big. It's like, what, which is it?
1: And think about it practically. I always tell people it's like, very few children at school got taught the things that Jesus said, right? But the things that Jesus said, if children knew them, could change the whole trajectory of your life, okay? The things that he said have such wisdom in it, and they produce such good fruit in people that follow the teachings of Jesus. They end up being such good, nice people. They don't teach you any of that. But what they do teach is, you know, this is the Diplodocus, and it was 90 meters high, and it stood on its hind legs to eat the grass, and Velociraptors hunted in packs, and they were very smart. It's like, you got all this from Bones? You you got all this from Bones? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Velociraptors are very smart. I'm like, did you find a fossil of them playing chess? like how do you know that you know and, and even if you do know all this and there's lots of facts about dinosaurs that, that, that people don't know like for example the the dinosaurs they have in the history museums and stuff they're all fake the ones they have out there to show you they're all made by a company in china this is a verifiable fact the company in china brags about it on their website if you ask the museum they'll be like oh yeah all these dinosaurs are fake we've got the real ones in the back they're locked away no one can see them <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they're fake because obviously they're, they're Right. No, but obviously no one thinks those are the exact bones.
0: They think they're recreations based on, what, on the fossils, right? I mean, I would be
1: surprised if the average person actually thought that. Oh, you, you know think they mean? think they're
0: the actual bones?
1: They don't make, have a big sign that says these are all fake made in the company by China. They, they present it as though here's the T-Rex that we found and here's the this that we found. It's like, can we see them? Like, oh, they're in the back. They're locked away. They're far too valuable for you to see. <laughs> You that know? is
0: funny. Where did the dinosaurs come from? China. What wiped them out? Oh, the factory clothes. Alistair's answering go. for you. That's you funny. Go. But I've got i got to challenge Alistair, because I, I thought I was going to challenge you on this podcast, and we've ended up just agreeing and going, "Yeah, dinosaurs <laughs> are fake." <And> it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Whereas I, because I hate to be like the team Toby, but because I thought I'll, I'll, Alistair is on the podcast, I'm going I'm going to be the moderate. I'm going to be the, okay. the team. So, Team Toby for Weekly Skeptic fans or London Corning fans, which means the more moderate versus Team James, which is Alistair definitely is, which is more conspiracy theories. And I have to challenge you on this because, although I agree with you on loads um, that you've just said, I do wonder if you've overdosed on red pills, which was my claim to a friend of mine who... I've always been on a steady diet of red pills for ages, so nothing yeah. really surprised me. Whereas I had some friends who they were like pro BLM or pro whatever. Now they've gone food fully out, fully red pill, and they're telling me how it is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was doing this for you. Know, I was, I knew about the Bilderberg Group. I knew about Bohemian Growth. I've known about these things for years. Yeah. So I was never like shocked. I was like, yeah. And obviously, I was never going to take the safe and effective treatment or anything. You know, obviously, it was nonsense to me. But where we do differ is, I sometimes see you going all in on like. The Chris Rock Will Smith slap was fake there was a thing on the cheek and I'm thinking there wasn't it was a real slap, Will was obviously annoyed, I've worked with Will and you know what I mean, like not everything is a conspiracy and is there a danger of you A, failing to apply the same scepticism that you apply to the mainstream narrative, to the conspiracy narrative and B, giving them too much agency by saying everything is they, everything is run by them and you know, takes away your own individual empowerment
1: I mean when people talk about the conspiracy movement or whatever, it's like, I always ask people like, well, what do you mean by conspiracy theory? So for, for example, when someone says, well, "Well, these conspiracies that you believe, it's like "Somebody's either true or it isn't true, okay? There's no such thing as this is a conspiracy. Like if I ask my parents, for example, do you believe in conspiracy theories? They'll be like, no. And I'll be like, well, how do you even know what I'm gonna say? How do you know that you, you, don't, you don't know what I'm gonna say, right? Yeah. But people need to stop thinking of things as, this is a conspiracy, and people need to start addressing, you know, is, whether this is true or it's not true. It's a, it's a stupid one, it doesn't even matter, but like the Will Smith slap, you know, this thing is such a performance, you know? And, and I think most of the stuff, especially in the celebrity world, most of the stuff that people is fed is such, it's, this, these celebrities, they portray themselves as they're the most moral people on the planet, right? It's like, we're the Hollywood actors, we're so loving and caring and blah, 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 blah. You actually dig into who these Hollywood actors are, who these people like Tom Hanks really are, who these people like Lady Gaga really are, who these people like Steven Spielberg really are. And they'll show you who they are. And they'll show you who they are when they cover their eyes in their photos and they make these little you know, devil signs over their eyes. And every single person is starting to wake up to this. Okay? This one, for example, uh, for audio only listeners, I'm covering one of my eyes with my whole hand, right? I ask people do this at home, right? Cover your, one of your eyes with your hand and ask yourself, how natural does this feel? You know? <laughs> when, you, when has someone ever said, I'm gonna take your photo, and you cover one eye with your whole hand and go, "Go, I'm ready, right? Every, almost every single Hollywood actor, you'll find multiple photos of them doing that stuff, okay? It's not an accident. You don't reach this level of fame, Nick, in my opinion, without being part of the gang. and People can go and watch these clips. You can watch Peyton Perry saying, "I sold my soul to the devil." You can watch Bob Dylan saying, "I made a deal with the guy." You, can, this is not me saying it. This I've is watched them. them both, right? Well, what do you make of that?
0: Well, I can tell you. So, so number one, Hollywood is absolutely a cesspit. Number yeah. two, you you only get by by being in the club. Absolutely. I, and Katy Perry, I believe, was was sort of metaphorically saying it. Dylan did sound like he literally meant it, but he, then yeah. again, he he's also promoting his own mythology, and then later he did become a hardcore Christian, perhaps in guilt. So that's interesting. But but when it comes to your other claims about so it's a slight it's a different it's, it's not that hollywood isn't a cesspit but let's like take the will smithing as a stupid example it's like why would he tank his own career chris rock still is clearly angry you know that was probably real or give you another one more serious one you mentioned cool. on james podcast the uh, tra- the shooter who shot the, the trans shooter who shot the christian kid now you're saying the shoes weren't the same to me this is where we can lose a bit of humanity because i looked at a this thing on Matthew
1: that mcconaughey one well,
0: no, the one with the, the shooter in the school where the shoes, people were saying the shoes were different when he, the trans person came in and that. But actually, if you look at that, I've seen an explanation of that. It goes, yeah, it's just the grading on this camera versus
1: this one. Oh, yeah. And I, I found it plausible. That. Huh? that was my opinion on that. I, I believe a lot of these things they put out there just to confuse people. It doesn't matter whether the shoes were different or the same. My opinion on that wasn't, hey, look, this is all fake because the shoes are different. My opinion on that was, listen, they've released some photo that could be this or it could be that. And the idea is that you're supposed to argue about it or you know we're on this side we think it was fake we don't think it was fake ultimately that stuff does not matter most of the stuff that you're fed does not matter the only thing that matters is finding christ turning back to god away from the devil and i'm telling you most of these celebrities most are there to lead people away from christ and into the devil and you're starting to see it more and more people can People can laugh at that and think it ain't true, but go and enjoy the Sam Smith Grammys performance. I mean, and let me ask you, how much these people need to dress like Satan before you go, they're working for him? Because it's becoming so overt now that even regular people who don't believe in God are like, well, I don't believe in God, but I can see these people worship the devil.
0: Absolutely, and, and even if we substituted the terms, let's say good and evil or right and wrong, absolutely, then people would definitely agree. There was a guy, Nick Merckx, who was a, a a gaming streamer, and he just said, "Just keep away from the children." That's the main thing. Instantly lost his get skin in the gaming right. pro- you know, the pro- gaming products. And then other people took them out in, in protest because very normal or very sort of yeah non yeah not they're not like culture war people would saying this stuff now, but yeah, perhaps it's a quibble then, but it's just. And I've defended Alex Jones, by the way, repeatedly on telly, saying that, because I hated the way the establishment were going after him, saying that, yeah, he made a mistake on that Sandy Hook thing, but I understood where he was coming from. So he, I'm not sort of having a go at you, but the, yeah. the trans shooter thing, it's like, to me, we can go too far down, oh, it's all a conspiracy. And we actually do need to discern. And obviously, Christianity talks about discernment. We need to say, actually, that is a horrible thing that happened and not just always go, oh, it's all fake. To me, that's too easy. Because And I'm someone who thinks, obviously, and this probably won't go on YouTube now, but obviously 9-11 dodgy. I mean, Toby didn't no, think
1: JFK was it dodgy. There, Nick. Huh? There. Obviously, 9/11 is dodgy. Okay, so if 9/11 is dodgy, if that is, you know, fabricated, made up, etc., what what can't they make up? This is one of the one of the key happenings of our time. If that is not what it appears to be, and as time goes on, more and more people are starting to doubt that two planes crashed and knocked down three buildings. You know, like it's actually laughable. You want me to believe that, that a building that wasn't hit by the plane collapsed at people's speed because it was hot. Like, it, and that's just one thing that I can bring up. But I would like people to pause and say, well, listen, if 9-11 could be made up, if 9-11 isn't what it seems, then what won't they mess with? And I'm not asking people to get into conspiracy theories and start questioning everything. What I'm telling people is this is all nonsense. It is all a smokescreen. The devil wants you to stare at him and what he's doing, and whether this person's wearing these shoes in the shooting, and blah, blah, blah. The devil wants you staring at anger, and violence, and fear. What I'm asking you to do is turn to Jesus, to turn to God, to turn away from these distractions, and, and this evil world. And I promise you that this world is evil. And I promise you that everything you're fed through Hollywood, through the news, etc. etc. a lot of it is evil. And the people running it are evil. Not everyone on the news, not everyone in Hollywood is evil. But in my opinion, the, the people right at the top of the pyramid who are directing traffic, they know who they're working for. And it ain't no one good. It ain't no one good.
0: Fair enough. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say obviously nine levels dodge, but it's certainly in my opinion. But maybe I'm, cause I'm trying now. to make it, I'm trying to give Come it, it well, I'm trying to appeal to the absolute normie here and say, because Toby still thought that JFK was like just Oswald. Hang like, God, and, then his bro- and then, and then his brother and died, and then my, um, okay,
1: huh? Does Toby think nine eleven 11 is completely normal? Nothing yeah, he, will, here, do. he will do, he will do,
0: because if he thinks JFK, I mean, that's it. JFK dies, then his brother dies, then Martin Luther King, and they're all shot, and it's like, and it's exactly what he said, there was no agenda, even though he was obviously at odds with the industri- industrial complex that even Eisenhower had already spoken about. So, to me, that's ludicrous. So, I'm this is where oh. I am, I'm a conspiracy Thank moderate, you. because I'm like, always like, Okay, that's ludicrous. Okay, the, the the safe and effective treatment. No thanks. I'm like, okay, I can. Mm. You know, but I think it's important. Obviously, yes, it's not as important as just following God, as you said. But yeah. I think it's also important that we don't fall into like one because we can be easily dismissed. Then, but that's not the main reason. The main reason is just that we don't lose ourselves in going. It's all fake. And I think it is important to go. That yes. one is question. But of course, we'll everyone will draw the line separately. But oh, you're sure, just drawing oh. it a different place than me. But.
1: No, no, I, I mean, I agree with what you just said. It, it is important, and I think there's so much out there that, 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 that's put out there to, to make people seem ridiculous. You know, there's, there's things that... But one of the reasons our enemy gets away with what he gets away with, in my opinion, is the stuff they're doing is so evil and so ridiculous that no one's ever going to believe you. No one's ever going to believe you if you try and tell people. That you is know true. what I mean? Like, yeah, we Luke look at or, Jimmy
0: Savile. I mean, the stuff he was right. up to is so outrageous. Right.
1: The level of child trafficking that goes on around the world in, in big corporations, big organizations, you know, you're never going to be able to convince the regular person that, that, you know, look at how many times Ghislaine Maxwell spoke at like the United Nations or whatever it is. You know, she can, you can YouTube that for yourself. They love this lady. You think that's a coincidence? You know what I mean? Like, I can, I can keep going on but I don't want to because I've been down this rabbit hole and I do not enjoy staring at the evil in this world and, and what's being done and what has been done to children. But the BBC is a great example with Jimmy Savile, like you're talking about. They covered that up for a long time. There's a statue of a sex offender outside their offices. This is not conspiracy stuff, is it? This is no. hard facts, right? So if we're looking at, you know, child sex trafficking, people being involved in these types of things and at this level, you know, Prince, Prince Charles, best friends with Jimmy Savile. There's multiple pictures of them hanging out. You you're telling me the security services? that they they didn't know what Jimmy Savile was up to. Like the more you go down this rabbit hole, the more you come to the conclusion that there is great evil in this world at the highest levels of power. But where else would you expect it? You know what I mean? Where else would you expect evil to to gather? If you're an evil, where would you want to be with the most amount of power, you know, with the most amount of it? that's where you'd want to be. And you look at our organizations, whether they're political, entertainment, whatever, and look at the people at the top. Guess who they are. That's who they are. They're not like these Christ-like figures. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then and it's also chicken and egg because then once there, they can do what they want. And of course, they'll be bored of doing and They're they'll, they'll likely to do more and more obscene things in, because they have the power. But yeah, uh, and, and to get there, they probably have to do obscene things. So it's it's circular. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's mad. I mean, the fact that Epstein, everyone knows that's ridiculous, and that's just a thing we've all accepted. And the fact that right. even even a simple one like Bilderberg. This is why I try and say to people like Toby. Even Bilderberg, they started off saying it's not real, then they went, and then they found out it does meet every, year. and they went, okay, yeah, it is real. Peter Manilsoff was like, yeah, th- it's in July. You know what I mean? Like they have yeah. it now. So, and now David Lammy goes and Michael Gove, yeah. and we all know. But they started out with it's not real, so you know, it's complete. And I always say, here's another funny thing I sometimes say. I don't know. Sorry if anyone's heard me say this before. Bohemian Grove there's a disagreement between John Ronson and Alex Jones who covered it, who went there. And yeah. it's like, Alex Jones is like, they're sacrificing children to an owl God. And John was like, well, no, they're not. It's a, it's a, it's a pantomime ritual. And I'm going, even if it's a pantomime ritual, they're still, it's still pretty weird. Why are they worshiping an owl God in the woods? We're not no, doing yeah. that. You've got some Either nice woods behind you, but you're not worshiping an owl God there.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100% with you. But, but again, it's like, but stuff like that, you know, you can you can lose you can lose hours making videos about content like that, etc. And I don't disbelieve any of it, but it's just I see it for what it is. It's like it it is evil, and I don't recommend that people spend their whole life looking at it or even trying to convince people that it's real. I rarely try and convince people of the things that I believe, whether they're real or not, because okay. you know, ultimately, like I say, it, it doesn't particularly matter. Like the evil in this world is not what's going to save you. So whether or not you think 9-11 is real or not, it's not actually, it's not actually gonna save you. So I don't, I don't think of it as the most important thing. The only reason I think of it as important is because the reason why the world is allowed to go to hell in, in the last days is so that people turn back to God. And that's something of what happened to me. I realized how evil the world was and I went running to God as a way of defend it. defense. I was scared, man. I was like, wow, I'm in this industry it's run by some very evil people. I'm very outspoken against it. I've lost my job. I've lost my career. I'm being isolated. You know, I was terrified. And it's at that point that God revealed himself to me. And now I realize that, you know, it's actually God who's in charge. You know what I mean? If, nothing, if God doesn't want anything bad to happen to me, it's not going to happen so I can relax. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's where I find my courage is in God, not in, not in me and in my own strength, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very similar in that my absolute disgust for the snakes of the comedy industry sent me down a different path. And and I think it's good that yeah, you, you're giving that positive message, saying don't get tangled up in these conspiracies or non-conspiracies, and just and and God, come back to God. And that it's a good, it's a good positive message. I thought I was going to end up disagreeing with you on this stuff, but actually I've ended up sort of largely agreeing. Maybe you've tricked me. I'm not sure. But no, um, no. but um, no, there's no, one no. question. No, you haven't. Tried. I was just joking. You would never <laughs> trick me because you're a follower of God. I could God, have but...
1: m- messed with your intellect. I wouldn't even try. Yeah, yeah that that's would the be... Thing.
0: Yeah, it'd be foolish. But um, Exactly. Um, but <laughs> flattery is always smart. But the um, here's one more for on a similar topic. Hey. Is there a sort of, I call it the purity police, which is we've got the so-called woke side. We all know they're nuts, but then we've got a new side that's kind of rebelling against that. And it's always like you were not against the lockdown enough in March 16, 2020. Not to me, because I luckily was against it the whole time. Yeah. Pure blood. But I, the thing I get is, you should have quit GB News in solidarity with Mark Stein. I'm like, this is interesting. I've what? never met Mark Stein. I get it constantly, man. And someone we know tweeted it at me the other day and I just ignored it. But it's like, it's like, you've I've never met him. He is double jabbed. You might want to ask him some of his views early on with COVID. You might want to check those out. And I'm not going to say more because he's quite litigious. But you might want to check some of the things he was doing early on but the same people they track down th- things people did in 2020 and say y- you weren't completely against this early enough but they don't do that with Stein because he's now their hero and he might be a great guy I'm nothing against him but what I've got against is people telling me I have to quit my job and I will quit my job for my principles and I have a lot yeah. of principles but I won't quit them for their made up ones but I get it all the time now about that so there's a purity police I call them They and Andrew Doyle on this podcast said they're, they're as bad as the woke because they they come on and they are criticizing people for not being perfect, you know, perfectly anti-lockdown early enough, perfectly this, perfectly that. Is there a danger of that? Have you seen this?
1: I mean, let he who was without sin cast the first stone, right? It's like, if you're gonna sit there and say, well, Nick should be doing this and you should be doing that. It's like, well, you live in this, you live in this perfect life? Like, no, you, you are absolutely faultless, are you, to be criticizing what Nick Dixon is doing? Also, the Bible said we should be all things to all men, which means like, you're not supposed to live like, I'm so pure and above everyone else and I do everything right. Like, we're all as sinful as everyone else. There's no difference between a Christian and a non-Christian, for example, other than we recognize that we need Jesus to pay for our sins. We recognize how sinful we are. You know, It doesn't make us better or more pure than someone else. We're not living this super pure, amazing life when we don't do anything wrong. Quite the opposite is true. We're open about the fact that we are sinful and we do need Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to meet this perfect standard because you're a warrior for truth or justice or whatever. That's putting yourself on a, on a level, you know, above others. And also, Jesus said we should be filled with grace and truth, not, not just truth. You can't just go around hitting people with the truth without any grace in it. You know, you don't know about this, so you're an idiot, and the world isn't how you think. I'm so enlightened, and you're just a sheep. You know, there's no grace in that, you know? Like... Everyone's on their own different journey. Everyone, you know, thinks different things about different ways. I think it's more important to show people that side of, of, of Christianity, of being full of grace for others rather than judging them uh, as people are trying to do with you. They're trying to hold you to this moral standard. Don't worry about Mark, what Mark Stein's doing or hasn't done or what Nick's doing or hasn't done, you know? It's, it's not important. It's not going to improve your life. What, what does it matter?
0: Yeah. I think that's a good take and um speaking of imperfect people what do you think to andrew tate because he's been in the news again recently well massive he's always in the news now but again just yesterday at the time of recording um there were charges against him in the uk and i've been outspokenly defending him a lot on telly and i have met him actually and some people close to him have, have contacted me and stuff but he 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 my argument is always basically he's broadly on the right side he doesn't get everything right he's not a perfect person and the, the left obviously hate him. The establishment hate him. But then the conservatives hate him as well. And they tell me off. They say, you shouldn't be defending this person because he had a webcam studio. Whereas I say, he's broadly along the right lines. He's not perfect. And and, but he, and the fact that they want to cancel him so much and now want to put him in jail, to me, makes him almost de facto on my side. But what do you think?
1: It's interesting what you said. You said these group of people hate him. These group of people hate him. These group of people hate him. Like Most groups hate him, right? Yeah. Are we saying, well... Bible says by their fruits you should know them so someone that sounds like the fruit from this guy is hate springing up all over the internet you know what I'm saying but he also so, has
0: huge love and a huge following
1: I've, I mean he has a huge following but it was another thing it's like um, I'm always skeptical of people who are cancelled who are also the most famous guy on the like everyone kept telling me Andrew Tate's been cancelled I'm like dude, I can't open my Twitter I don't follow this guy Every other thing on my feed is Andrew Tate related. He's on Piers Morgan. He's on CNN. I'm like, this is one of the most, you know, he's got a lot of air time. For someone, for someone they're trying to cancel, I'm like, how much of a good job do you think they're doing about canceling him, Nick? I know who he is. You know who he is. Most people on the street know who he is. And, but uh, there is some truth in what he says, and he's very appealing to young men. But he also throws in quite stuff that a lot of women would say is misogynistic, right? So if you as a man tell a woman, I'm into Andrew Tate. She's not going to think, "Oh, wow, you're a man." But she's going to think, "Oh, you're this misogynist." You know, and doesn't he run some like Romanian like sex call girl thing? Is that his main line of business? Is only truth? Yeah, that? A
0: while ago, he had a, a yeah webcam
1: studio. Right. Okay. So that's what well, I have said. I've
0: said it's not ideal for the Christian right, churches, yeah.
1: clearly. But this is the kind of role model that young men are given. The guy with the guy who uh, is a controversial figure, and he's he gets people angry. A lot of women are angry about this guy. You know, they have a negative reaction. A lot of people, they don't like him and they hate, and I look by their fruits you should know them. Someone that goes on the TV everywhere and people come away and they go, I got a good feeling, I want to do good in the world, and they make me feel good and generous and kind. Okay, that's good fruit. Someone who controversy everywhere, hate everywhere, you know, is he a misogynist, isn't he? You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't trust this guy, but I don't trust anyone anyone that's that famous especially I don't trust people, and you know my feelings on this, people who have been cancelled and are everywhere, I know what it's like to be cancelled. You don't end up everywhere. If they're serious about cancelling you, you don't end up on Piers Morgan, Talk TV, the the five-hour interview. If you're being interviewed by Piers Morgan, you're you're on the establishment, bro. Piers Morgan ain't booking no one that the establishment don't want out there. You know what I'm saying?
0: I've got a couple of answers to that because I wrote a tape called a tape, (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm obsessed. I wrote an article called <laughs> "Andrew Tate Uncancelled" on my Substack, and my Boy. my position was, they went after him. He was cancelled on Instagram, Facebook, blah blah. Every YouTube, every channel, every much like you were, and more so. But he actually was so such good box office, essentially that people like Piers Morgan, people like the Times, started to say, "We need the clicks. We need the views." And actually, because he was so powerful, he was uncancelled. He was one of the. First people to be truly uncancelled because it was just too good. They just needed him too much, essentially. So they kind of yeah. looked, turned a blind eye. That's my theory on that. The other point you One. made of him being so hated and knowing by the fruits. You did You did say Jesus was hated. Let's be honest. Jesus was pretty hated. So are the early Christians. They None of them had a great fate, the early disciples and so on. So not to say I do hate Jesus by any means, but... You know, you're comparing the two. No, I'm not, but he would be... but. Being hated by the world and it is not... He's it, hated it,
1: by the world, yeah. Andrew Tate, I wouldn't say he's hated by the world because he's got a lot of money, very famous. You know what I mean? I look at the way his life is going. He's not actually hated by the world, you know? And he's been trying to be famous for a long time. He's like on Big Brother and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the two are in any way uh, comparable. And with regards to like, they need the money, they want to get the clicks. I stopped believing that the point of these people, they're trying to make money a long time ago. You know, this whole, like, get woke, go broke. I don't think these companies are even out there trying to make money anymore. I think the group of people that control the world, they have, like, 99% of the resources. I don't think they're after your money anymore. I think they're after your soul. And I think they're doing things that are costing them money in order to mess with you. That's what the whole clown world thing is about. When you talk about clown world, what they're basically saying is it's clownish is deliberately wacky, deliberately insane. They're making things deliberately insane. You know, like Bud Light with having this, uh, you know, man as the face of the woman or whatever it is, and it doesn't make any sense. It's clown world. Like, they're delib- like Joe Biden, you think he's the smartest man that they have? He can't even walk up the stairs. Like, it's clown world. He's deliberately like this senile old pervert that they've got as the, as the guy running the country to demoralize you you think, oh, there's this weird clown in charge. You know, I, I think that they're doing these things on purpose in order to demoralize you. It's a form of spiritual oppression that all these figures you have are actually like, you know, not, not actually that aspirational. They're quite broken people. Like maybe they run sex trafficking rings and they're misogynistic or, you know what I mean? Like you don't seem to get anyone who's a good role model exclusively. There's always a bad element.
0: I agree with a large part of that, and you know who else agrees Andrew well, Tate because you've just said that um, at the top <laughs> level they're not worried about money, which is something he's said of course at the top level it's, it's, it's power it's resources you can transcend money if you own the, the food or the water or whatever it is you yeah. know so but the, the point about Morgan is very interesting because I, I believe exactly what you said that the big woke companies people are like oh are they going to lose money it's like yes, they don't care about money because they keep having crap woke Star Wars films, etc., etc. They clearly are not motivated yeah. solely by that. They clearly transcended that. To, it's more important to them to be woke, for want of a better word, than it is to make money. That's clear. Talk TV, a little different because that's run by Murdoch. I think he does just want money and I think right. they just wanted the clicks yeah. of Andrew Tate. So yeah. I think there is a distinction there. You may disagree. Um, and then you said something else really interesting. I mean, a lot, it was all interesting. I largely agree with most things you said there. But one more then. Did, you were looking well, over there. Do you have to go or something? No, no,
1: no. I'm looking at my... Uh... Look at my, my wife making... Uh, she's sitting out in the garden, but I think I think we've got another 10, 15 minutes.
0: Okay. I'll just... Well, I'll quickly ask this one because I've asked you about Tate. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? I heard you mention it briefly on the Dalian pod. And I, the reason I ask that is, mm. as, a, as a Christian... Yeah. He. My take on Peterson is that he... he the, The great thing he did was introduce a sort of Christian ethics for non-Christians and people who'd say, no, we've had enough of Christianity. But that's also the flaw because he was trying to say, let's have Christianity, but without the actual spiritual belief, which he's ambiguous on.
1: So what do you think? I I mean, I used to really like him. He was one of the people that I, when I first started, I guess, uh, I first started realizing that, hey, you can go against these narratives of like feminism and stuff. He was a big influence in my life. Um, but something changed with him. I don't know. I remember the clip of him being like, just get the damn vaccine. I remember thinking like, whoa, like just get the damn vaccine. That ain't the Jordan Peele that, that I remember. And now I look and I see pictures of him. He's dressed like two-faced from the Batman film. You know, like he's got a suit on. Half of it's like
0: scarlet, half
1: blue. And I'm like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? Like literally like, who is this guy? I see videos of him like, Breaking down in tears because he doesn't know who got it or some shit like that. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, ah, this has been a change there. But I think this about a lot of people. I'm like, seems to have been a change. Like since he got ill. You remember he got really ill and he went to Russia and he was like one of the most outspoken people against like this cancer in society. And all of a sudden he gets really ill, right? Which I'm suspicious of straight away. You know. And then he comes back from there and I don't know that he was the same guy ever since then. You know, and I don't know whether maybe it's the enemy, maybe the devil was allowed to, to beat him up a bit. Um, I don't know. Because God is such a, God wants to save everyone. And he's so loving that the devil can't do anything to you unless God allows him to. So maybe John Peterson is this great guy and he's looking out for the world, but he doesn't believe in God, he doesn't believe in Jesus. Ultimately, he's damned to hell because he needs Christ to save him. So maybe God allowed the devil to just slam him up a bit. You know, put him into this big illness and all this stuff, crazy stuff him, in order that he would accept Christ before the end. You know, and maybe that's the path that that God sent Jordan Peterson on. Because God will allow your life to go to hell in this life in order that you turn to him before the end. Because you're facing eternity without God unless you find Jesus before the end. So maybe, this is speculation, but maybe that's the kind of arc that that God has uh, with Jordan Peterson's life. because There's no doubt in my mind that Jordan Peterson was a good guy who was trying to help people. He was trying to steer the world in the right direction and i believe the world chewed him up because of that and well, i maybe god is you know allowing the devil to do a number on him in order that his soul should be saved i mean probably not what's going on but it's a I, theory
0: yeah i tend to think he's just a high strung person who under immense pressure who who has and always had depression uh, who's who's struggled a bit in his role, you know, which many people would to have that ma- that many people hate you, that many people yeah. love you, that many people look to you. I think, and also egged on a little bit by his daughter with their sort of imaginary illnesses where they can't eat apple cider and they go mad for three weeks or whatever. So... Yeah. yours
1: sounds more feasible than mine doesn't it let's be <laughs> honest you know what i mean like yours it's a lot more easy to you know, that's the mod see moderate. That's the moderate i knew moderate.
0: it had to happen i don't yeah.
1: want to be this wild crazy unmoderate guy you know my life would be a lot easier if i was moderate but i do feel like you know god has put this stuff on my heart and it's just out there for me to say and you know i'm just following what i believe is is true and you're right in many ways you make a lot of enemies that way and people do sort of categorize you as just conspiracy guy you know if you don't if you if you see the deception in in everywhere in the world but i truly believe that a lot of a lot of the world that we're given to us is fake it is a lie you know a lot of i i do think that but there's more and more people thinking like me and that's why they're panicking about it that's why there's a disinformation person on the bbc like there's more and more people like me and there's a reason for that they keep saying like, oh, conspiracy theories really blossomed during the pandemic. I'm like, why do you think that is? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not because we all sort of got into conspiracy It's because people were like, wait a minute, this is some bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? People are like, wait a minute, you're lying to us about this. I'm like, that, that's why people are more into the stuff I'm into is because they can see the lies have been told. It's not because all of a sudden people online started spreading videos. It's like, no, 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 you, you, you told us all these lies and yeah. people are figuring you out. You're going too quick. He rushed yeah, it absolutely. a little bit.
0: Well, to be very fair to Toby, we both savaged Mariana Spring on, our other, on my weekly sceptic podcast and the BBC verify disinformation unit. I mean, she, did, she talked about Carl Benjamin and just got everything wrong and he just tweeted. Yeah, a tweet.
1: That's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. But I mean, I don't, the new currency I tell you is, um, it's not like how many followers you've got anymore. It's authenticity. You know, it's, and the, the BBC doesn't have any credibility anymore, you know, and they're trying to just verify people. It's like, shut up. You know, like no one's turning to you for that anymore, BBC, unless they're like 90 years old. You know what I yeah. mean? No one thinks of them like that anymore. They've they, they ruined that.
0: Well, do you know what, Alistair, given all you've been to, you actually seem a lot happier than when you were sort of in that comedy world and, and worried about
1: stuff, and so, Of course, yeah. you know, of course. I have God with me now. I, I'm so happy to be out of that industry. I'm so happy to be doing God's work, telling people about Jesus, rather than trying to make myself famous and be this incredible comedian guy. Yeah, I'm a lot happier now, you know. I'm that's a lot great. lot happier now, um, and that's that's pretty telling, isn't it? You know, that's great. I mean, I'm out of that world,
0: doing doing much better in my career stuff as well, but still unhappy. Great to but happy, by the way. Huh? great to see. No, Thanks, you're man.
1: happier than when I last met you. You're, <laughs> well, on, I, you're on the right trajectory. That was
0: a low bar. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... <laughs> and just lastly, I mean, because you've got to go. I mean. This is a big one. Can I ask, I'll ask a big, massive double question at the yeah. end. I mean, are you worried about your children growing up in this culture? And is Britain finished?
1: No, I'm like, not worried about my children growing up in this culture because God is with me and he's with my children. And ultimately, like I've told you, like, I believe the world's going to hell. I believe we're in the end times. But because the Bible says that that's what happens, because the Bible says, for example, that there's a cashless society towards the end. Well, we can all see that coming, right? So that doesn't freak me out. I just read the Bible, and I'm like, oh, look, I can see God's plan coming together at the end, you know? So I don't worry about my children being in this world. God, God is with me and my family as a believer, and nothing's going to happen to my children that God doesn't allow. So death, where is thy sting? Like the, world, the world holds no fear for me. If you truly fear God, then you fear no man. You know, that's what the Bible says, and it's true. If you really believe that God is in charge of everything and God is with you, if God is with you, who's, who's standing against you? You know, these people in the positions of power and they've got all the money and the fame and everything. <laughs> it's going to work. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. In the end, this, this world's getting flipped over. You know, I pray for these people. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about them or what they're going to do to the world. I'm, 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 I'm worried for them. You know, that they think that this world is permanent. This world is very fleeting. It's temporary. You know, I'm not, I'm not storing my treasure up in this world, Nick. I'm storing my treasure in heaven where moths can't destroy it. You know what I mean? Like everything I lose in this world for Jesus will be repaid to me many, many times over throughout eternity. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. What's the second question? <laughs>
0: the second question, although that, that's such a big answer, it's almost dwarfs the second question. But the second question is I quite often ask people whether this country is finished because a lot of people think it is.
1: Unless it turns back to God. Yeah, but several times in the Bible, the nation of Israel, they turn away from God and their nation is destroyed. Foreign armies invade. People look at these boats coming over, and they're like, oh, Rishi Sunak's not doing anything to stop the boats. You have turned your back on God, and God will send people to take over, and you will be slaves in your own country. That's from the Bible. It happened to Jewish people several times. They forget about God, they start worshiping other idols, and God allows them to be destroyed until they realize, oh, we turn our back on God, and that's why. If this country turns back from God, he will heal from heaven, forgive our sin, and heal our land. If we turn back to God, things will be fine. But until that day, the further we walk away from God into the darkness, the more dark things are gonna get, you know? And that's why I'm out here talking about God, talking about Jesus, because it is the only thing that will save you. I'm talking to this nation. This used to be a God-fearing nation. Like when people go and watch the football, they watch the cricket, they dress up like crusaders. You know, and they sniff cocaine and they drink beers. But the reason why they dress like crusaders is because they remember who we were. And we were soldiers of God. And by his will, Nick, we shall be again. We won't just dress up like it, you know. And it's it's people who want to take a stand against this evil in the world. And they want to stand for God and they want to stand for Jesus. Who are the people that can lead this country back to hope and glory, you know. Amen.
0: Awesome. All right, well, we're not going to top that. What an ending. This is so good. I'm going to get my armor on, get my St. George's cross, and get out there right now. Um, Fine. So cool, man. That was a great podcast. Where can people find you?
1: I'm on Rumble, Alistair Williams, A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R. I put my comedy videos on there and stuff. I'm also on YouTube, Alistair Williams is banned, but don't worry about that. Just uh, follow me on Rumble. That's the best place, Alistair Williams.
0: And you're still on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah, I'm still on Twitter,
1: uh, Alistair Williams on Twitter. You might be able to find me there.
0: All right, awesome. Thanks for doing the show, mate. Thanks, Nick. All right, another great episode, I thought. Alistair was always going to be interesting and entertaining, but it's also great to see him happy as well. I thought it was a great one. Perhaps not one for the atheists, but hey, maybe we'll have an atheist on soon. If we put this episode on YouTube, which I'm not totally sure if we will, subscribe on the YouTube channel, Nick Dixon Comedy. If you're listening on the audio, please give us a five-star review and tell a friend about the podcast so they can support The Current Thing. See you next week.